Welcome to the 13th episode of the All That Podcast. Um, I have a very, 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 very special guest with me today. My great-grandma, Miss Edna Thomas. Say hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> um, I wanted to do this interview because, one, you know, I always tell you that you are the greatest human being on earth to me. Mm. And I feel like you have so much wisdom you can share with people. And I thought it would be cool for us to have something to look back on and, you know, hear, hear your words and, you know, your thoughts and your recollection, recollection on life and, you know, things like that. So here we are. <laughs> um, I guess I just want to start off by asking this question because I just want this interview to be just like you know, our conversations that we have in private. Um, so, you know, back in the day, you would call it speaking things into existence. Now kids call it, or young people call it, like, manifesting, um, manifestation. Like, you, you make things happen. And you told me a story about you always knowing that you have 10 kids, and you have 10 kids, so can you tell the audience a little bit about that story? Well, I can remember, uh, uh, Kyrie, when, when I was just a little girl, mm -hmm. and you know how we have these uh, make-believe kids, right? and we talk to our kids, and we do this, we lecture our kids, mm -hmm. and, and uh, we even have to spank them, <laughs> right. you know? <laughs> and uh, I can remember when I was a uh, a, a little girl, being the oldest girl. I had a lot of brothers, but I was the oldest girl. And and, and my mama was, she worked uh, for the for the white folk. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was their, their nanny. Okay. But she wasn't only the nanny. She did the, the housekeeping. Okay. And she would cook. And uh, even sometimes she'd bring uh, their clothes home. They Back then they was doing starching and ironing. Right. And uh, she would bring the clothes home from the white lady's house mm -hmm. after she done did her work in the evening. She don't even finish the uh, her work. Mm -hmm. So she would take the clothes and put them in the basket all balled up because they starch and they damp. And when she get home in the afternoon, she'd put them on the side. So she'd go on in the field and pick a little cotton. Mm -hmm. And when she'd come back in the afternoon from picking cotton... She would uh, uh, start her ironing. Okay. Well, I was like nine or ten years old, and uh, I had I was the one who had to keep the house up. Right. Because everybody else in the field, and she tell me I'm too sick to go because I had asthma at that time. Okay. And uh, uh, I was too sick to go in the field with them. And uh, I went when when it, when she came home, I had to be done wash the dishes and and. Cook up the food. At nine like, or ten years old. At nine or ten years old, I had to do that. Most nine or ten year olds these days are uh, iPads. That's, that's it. right. Mm -hmm. And uh, 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 I had my own kids. I had children. I had nine, ten kids. Imaginary kids at this point. Imag my imaginary kids. Oh. Now I'd be talking to them and doing my work. <laughs> and I, I would tell the, the imaginary kid now, Vicky. I had one named Vicky. <laughs> you are so bad. You're going to get a spanking if you don't get in there and wash those dishes. 
I got it off of me. I put it on my imaginary kids that was washing dishes. Right. Okay? <laughs> and and, and uh, uh, doing the cleaning up the house. Mm-hmm. And I had a job for each one of my kids to do. I, I can't remember, but I can tell you one thing. I was one who was gonna, wasn't going to take nothing off of you because if you did anything wrong, mm-hmm. you was going to get that spanking. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> At that particular time. Mm-hmm. And as time went by, time went by, my mom working, she would milk the cows early in the morning, mm-hmm. bring the wife up that milk. And for, you know, and they'd skim all the, I'm just, you know, just paraphrasing. Right. Cause, because I, I don't remember too much about it back then, but I can remember I had 10 kids. Right. And guess what? When I got grown, God didn't fail me. <laughs> he gave me my ten kids. Wow. And uh, and the kids that I would hope for, I didn't have to whip. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to spank it every now and then. I had two, I had to, or three. Right. Don't, that was, don't say their name. You know how they, you okay, know, they might, okay. yeah, don't say I had name. three of them. I just really <laughs> had to be hard on them. Right. Oh. And, and uh, uh, I had those kids, and I enjoyed every bit. Right. People would laugh at me and say, well, why are you having all these kids? Well, it's not me. And you had eight kids by age what? Uh, by the time I was 29. 29. I had nine kids. Nine kids. Because. And Tara came in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, when I was 36, I had Tara. Okay. And uh, uh, I had two sets of twins. So. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, when God, and, and, and I still, as of today, if I had to go mm-hmm. and do it all over again, I would have my same 10 kids. That's. Yep. I want to take it back a little bit. Okay, let's go back. Um, what is your best memory about your early years? Because I know from six, 17, you were a mom. So pre-mom, what was your... Um, when you're sitting in your room and you think about your childhood, what is your, like, best memory, like your fondest memory? My fondest memory was when my mom would come home in the afternoon mm-hmm. and I could get a break <laughs> and just let loose and be a child. Right. That's all I ever wanted to be was a child. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow I, it seemed like I never had that break. Because, hmm. listen, now, remember, mm-hmm. I had my first child at 16. Right. My, my, I mean, my, my real child that God right. gave me. My grandma. Yeah, yeah. your yeah. grandmother. Uh-huh. At 16. And about time I was 20, I had three children. Right. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, so you never really had the opportunity to be a child. No, never. Never was a child. I missed childhood. Right. But it wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. I went to school. We went to school. We did go to school. I had an older brother. My old, well, I had uh, uh, five older brothers uh, because it was it was seven boys. Mm-hmm. So I had five older brothers, and well, no, I had uh, six six older brothers. Okay. And uh, 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 well, one of them would get us dressed in the morning when we were little kids. He would take us to school, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when I, uh, you know, he'd take us to school, get us dressed and take us to school. That was ALG. Okay. And okay. Uh, he would take us to school. 
But when I come home, it was the work. I had to get my work done. Right. Uh-huh. And and if I and then I had another my oldest brother who raised helped my mom to raise us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was marked. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, if we got sick, he was there. He would uh, uh oh boy, I can remember him standing over us with the cast <laughs> off and, and the uh, uh three six. Mm-hmm. And he would make us drink it if we had the flu or had a cold or something mm-hmm. like that. He would stand over us with that medicine, and he, if you don't drink it, if you spit it out, you're going to drink it some more. You're going to drink some more. <laughs> and I would be hustling, trying to swallow that nasty medicine down, <laughs> 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 trying to swallow it down. But, you know, through it all, mm-hmm. I would say that I had a, a good childhood, although I didn't do all the plain like a lot of kids right. do. Right, you had to be uh, grown real fast. But yeah, I had to grow up so fast mm-hmm. because my mom had to work. Right. Uh-huh. Speaking of your mom, Miss uh-huh. L. Zena Parker, who has her own day in Port Arthur, by the way. Yes. Um, can you like give us a overview of her? Like who I got to know her by the time I was born, she was like, you know, on the couch for the most of the time. Uh-huh. So I never really got to actually, you know, see her the way you seen her of course um so can you like exp- uh, give us an uh, explanation of your mom how was she like as a woman as a mother like how was mother mother mm-hmm. well, well was a mother that loved her children mm-hmm. okay now when i was um 12 years old uh our auntie ain't my auntie to my mama's sister mm-hmm. She came to Louisiana, and, and she got us. She picked us up. She One Saturday, I can remember. And she said, uh, Elzina, just get all your kids' stuff together. Because mm-hmm. you come into Port Arthur with me. And uh, Edie, she just took all our little clothes that we had, and she threw them in the back of the, her car. Mm-hmm. And she, she brought us on to uh, Port Arthur. Well, after we got here, my mom got herself a job at St. Mary's Hospital. And um, after that, it was like, maybe like smooth sailing then. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to worry about her uh, bringing all those clothes home, ironing and, and going to the white folk house, babysitting, keeping their kids, just so she could make a couple of dollars to make a living for us. Right. Okay. And, and all that was over. Mm-hmm. So when I came home, came to uh, Port Arthur, I was behind in school because I was staying home a lot. You mm-hmm. know? When I came to Port Arthur, uh, I went on to uh, Lincoln School. Back then, Lincoln was one school. Okay. Elementary and high school and all that was together. Mm-hmm. And I went on to school and stayed there. We went to school from, you know, from 12 on up till I was able to quit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and when I got able to get out of school, well, I seen my mama struggling still, but not as bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you understand what I'm saying? Right. Still struggling, but not not as bad because all my older brothers had got older and left home. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a mama, she did the best she could. We wore uh, clothes, good there. We were we wasn't the we wasn't the worst family. Modest. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. We did pretty good, right. and uh, um, 
after I got up and got my own little family. And my mama was still working, and she retired, I think, when she made her 62. Okay. After that, she we went on, and uh, uh, she she was never, never, never really sick. Mm-hmm. If she was, you couldn't tell it, because she wasn't going to take no more than a, a Tylenol. Right, and she that, lived to 99. And she lived till she was 99 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, she would tell us, well, Mother, what you do to mm-hmm. uh, your life? You know, you never see it. Right. What you do? She says, God. It's <laughs> simple God. as that. As simple as that. It's God. I didn't do anything. It's God. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we just we just was a family that stuck together. We loved each other, and right. we just, as I can remember, my mom. She liked it to go to church. She was a church gone person. And don't say nothing about her pastor because she loved him so well. <laughs> uh, Reverend Joseph, I can remember when uh, I went to Triumph. Mm-hmm. And she's so used to us being this one, uh, uh, you don't you don't go and visit another church. You go to your own church. Right. She told me one day, she said, uh, why are you going over to that church? I said, mother, <laughs> mother it's time. To mix, mm-hmm. you know, and just not stay in one spot. Right. But uh, she wanted us to continue to the same church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom was a sweet person. And, and guess what? She, I don't know if you can remember me. Probably too small, but you hear my kids talking about the potato pies. I hear all the stories about the food that I never got to taste. Never got to taste. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the potato pies and uh, tea cakes that she made. And my my brother and my nephew used to take them with them to DuPont. <laughs> they both were working at DuPont. Right. Uh, uh, Anthony and, and Pop take the take the uh, uh, the sweets out there to uh, DuPont. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people would be just trying to ask them, when is your mom going to send some more? When is your grandmother going to send some more <laughs> uh, 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 tea cakes and potato pies? And uh, they tell the story right now. When one when one of the grandchildren didn't bring them sweets, the other one would. Right. And that's the story I like to hear them tell about my mama. Mm. She was just such a sweet lady. I'm so sorry that you all didn't get a chance right. to get acquainted with her. Well, we got a chance to see her through you. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And you, and you know what? I'm still mm. so much like her. Because every Sunday, she'd make a big dinner. And every Sunday, you make a big dinner. Every Sunday, <laughs> I make a big dinner. Mm-hmm. And, and and this is just because of my upbringing. Right. This is what I saw. Mm-hmm. And this is what I do. And this is what I like. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to jump back a little bit. You mentioned that your Aunt Edith uh, Kings, you know, said, Elzina, we going to Port Arthur. Was Port Arthur a place of, like, a new beginning? Like, I'm, we going to Port Arthur. Like, you know how people, you know, back in the day, blacks would move north for, for better opportunity. Was Port Arthur that place for black people? Because, like you were saying, in Louisiana, she was picking cotton, washing clothes, ironing. So did y'all look at Port Arthur as a place where, you know, now I'm a, you know, there's new opportunity there. I don't have to pick cotton or... You know, I can work at St. Mary's Hospital. Uh, for my mama, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. And and uh, when she came to Port Arthur, I didn't see her working as hard. I, I didn't see uh, her being misused. I don't like to say 
prejudice. I, mm-hmm. I, I really don't like that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Uh, I didn't have to see her uh, bringing clothes home, ironing, mm-hmm. and then getting up in the next. The next after she would finish, after she come home, she get off like about twelve noon mm-hmm. from this lady's house. And after she would be done did that, she would go out in the field and pick cotton till like late in the afternoon. Right. And and then when she'd come home that night, she that's when she finished ironing the, the uh these young white children's clothes mm-hmm. and getting their clothes together for them. Right. And like she said, she was getting like maybe a dollar or two dollars a day for wow. that kind of work. Yes. But she loved the kids. Mm-hmm. Speaking she, of, I want to stop you right, right quick. Speaking of her loving the kids, um, I heard that the kids that she raised, the white kids that she raised, used to come visit her. Like later in her in her life, they would come visit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the wooden, the the young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, after we came to Port Arthur, he just didn't know how to find us, and I don't know how he found my mom. Mm-hmm. But he was grown, and he came to Port Arthur, and he searched till he found my mama. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and they loved her. It was They called her Zine. Mm-hmm. Zine was like their own mama. Uh, and if they were living today, and I don't know if they is, mm-hmm. if the, uh, they were, they would still look upon us as family. Because that's, that's what beautiful. they did. That's where we grew up. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you know mother loved to be in church and um, you know she loved God, but I want to ask you, when did your relationship with God start? Like really start? Was it when you was in were in church? You know, growing up, or was it something that happened? Um, you know, in your adult life that made you like get serious, seriously? Like, because as far as long as I've been born, you've been, you know had a pretty great relationship with God, but when did it get serious? Well, it got serious after one of my daughters um, had got hooked up with a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And uh, this boyfriend took her through some stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, one night she was so depressed till she got sick, and I don't know what it was, but she went into, uh, let me see what I would say, uh, a, a state of depression. Mm-hmm. She was leaving home and, and, and just not saying ugly things to us. So one night she went into a, a, a deep depression, and uh, the ambulance came and got her. Mm. And when the ambulance came got her, I couldn't do nothing that night but cry and pray. Mm-hmm. And I prayed that night. I prayed, I cried, I prayed, I cried. And the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, uplifted me. Gave me the gift of speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. People don't like that. Right. But I wouldn't have nothing else but that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I didn't know what to tell God. But he knew me. Right. And he knew my needs. Mm-hmm. And he took control. And when I got up, I was out of it. But when I woke up, he told me, don't worry. 
everything going to be all right. Mm -hmm. And that's when I learned to trust in God and know that he was the only one who I could count in. Because this girl was really, really out of it because she was having trouble with her boyfriend. And that's the worst kind of problem you can have is that love problem. Right. Right. I want to get into that, but hold on. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, I think that might be your um, your legacy is that all of us, with you being the matriarch of the family, um, all of your children and grandchildren, I believe, too, have that base of God in them. Like, you know, my uncles might be crazy, but they they know how to pray. Like, they know how to pray. They know, you know, they know God, too. And so I think that might be your your legacy is that you it could be it was because of you instilling that in your children um yes. and you know churches i mean mm -hmm. not necessarily church but god is always mm -hmm. you know at this uh there like the base mm -hmm. it may stray away sometimes but you know it's mm -hmm. always and that's because of you mr edna thomas you know <laughs> i always have i always love to praise god Right. And when I say praise God, I like to worship. Yeah, we sing all the time together. And I'm a worshiper. And you always cry. Always. <laughs> Never one time you worship it and you don't cry. Never. I am a, a worshiper. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can remember on Sunday mornings, I would worship. Mm -hmm. My household had to worship. Right. And, and, and I would put my radio on mm -hmm. and me and my kids would worship. Mm -hmm. And so this is where they learn how to uh, 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 worship and, 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 you know, have this, uh, uh, how would I say it? This. Religious life? Yeah, or, yeah. Know, spiritual uh -huh. life. Spiritual mm -hmm. life. Uh -huh. I, I had to worship, and they, they, they grew up with me in the mornings, or, or whatever morning it was, I would worship to worship. I wake up to worshiping. And right. they would hear it upstairs, sleeping while they upstairs. Mm -hmm. I'm down in my bottom, worshiping God out mm -hmm. loud. And right. that's what I like. I right. still like it. Today, I, that's what I still like. Yeah, you go to sleep with Jimmy Swagger on. Jimmy Swagger, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, Jimmy Swagger. <laughs> I love my Hill, Jimmy Swagger. You love Hill song. I love Hill song. I yeah. love, uh, 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 yesterday I looked at the, You like uh, listening to the, his, the, to the Latin um, gospel, ooh. too. Hey, I love <laughs> listening to Latin gospel because mm -hmm. you know why? Mm -hmm. You don't have to understand what they saying. Just the emotion behind it. It's just the anointing. Right. right. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know. Some people say, hey, listen to that. You don't know what they're saying. I, I say, well, you know, I don't have to know what they're saying. Mm -hmm. But I know the anointing. Right. And, I, and, and God lets you feel the anointing, anointing however way you say it, mm -hmm. through the television. It right. comes through. You know, right? Because uh, that the Latin the churches uh, uh, worship mm -hmm. is just so nice, and I listen and I love it. Right. Let's segue into relationships. Mm -hmm. So, you were married for a long time. Yes. Let me backtrack. I don't even want to start there. Okay. How old were you when you had your first love? My first one. Uh-huh. <laughs> My first one. <laughs> Boy, you getting personal. <laughs> Let me tell you, you getting personal. You getting personal, about it. No, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would call it love when I was um, like 16. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that's when I had my first child. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Uh, at 16, mm-hmm. Baldy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eat it, your grandma. Yeah, don't call her Baldy on, on uh, Oh, your grandmother. On, okay. on TV. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah, that's how I was. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were married to my great-grandpa, Frank Thomas, rest in peace, mm-hmm. for 50-some years? 57 years. 57 we years. 57 years. So, you know, just keeping it real. You know, it was a, a um, uh, I don't want to say difficult, but it was a, a trying relationship for you. Just romantically. I'm not talking about anything else, but just romantically. It was, you know, it tested you. But what do you think? Because nowadays, you know, people are very young people. We like, we were a microwave society. It's like, you know, something not working. It's like, ah. Oh. So what was the, what is the key to staying married for 57 years? The key to staying married for 57 years. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyrie, when we're young, we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And we, we may be ready to walk away. But, you know, if you go and make that wrong move, mm-hmm. most of the time it don't help. <laughs> True. Most of the time it makes matters worse. Mm-hmm. So I had a mama that uh, when I got... Uh, and she had a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. When I got upset with my husband, because he was a seaman, when he came home, I, I, I felt, well, yeah, I need that time because I've been here alone. Right. So when he came home from uh, off the ship, like a lot of men, he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And when I got upset with him and I uh, take my kids to go to my mom's house, she would say, oh, where you going? Well, take your kids and go on back home. Don't you know a man going to be a man? Just stick it out. <laughs> okay, it'll mm-hmm. be all right. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, because she didn't allow me mm-hmm. to uh, run back home every time I got mad. And, and, and she would never get into my business, or to our business, mm-hmm. first of all. Because if she said one word against it, that would have been enough for that you. That would have been enough for me mm-hmm. to go ahead on and leave and mess my kids' life up. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so she said, take your kids and go on back home. It will work out. He's a man. Mm-hmm. You might as well just go ahead on and he'll, be, he'll change. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I, uh, I, when he come home, now you know, let me tell you something, when he come home... <laughs> He had to have a freezer full of meat. All right. He had to go out to Moats and buy up all kind of food for his kids. Because first of all, he wanted to see them mm-hmm. healthy and happy and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that that was one thing that kept me close to my husband. Mm-hmm. Because it was always about us, me and his kids. He might like to drink and a couple of beers and everything else. Mm-hmm. But it was always about me and his kids. It was about his kids. Right. So um, I thought, I said, well, you know, look like everybody else got a, got stuff and they can buy name brand clothes and they can buy this and they can buy that. But by us having 10 kids, we just couldn't do all that. Right. 
and uh, 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 he, I would go try to go to work. I couldn't remember trying to work in uh, at the nursing home. I like working with old people, older people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to try to go to work at the nursing homes. And he would say, "Now look, nurse, I tell you something. I'm not gonna pay nobody to babysit my kids." If you got to go out and I got to pay somebody to come in and babysit my children, mm-hmm. you might as well stay home. I mean, mm-hmm. he you, might go, as well stay you, know, you go, might as well go to work mm-hmm. and I'll stay home and keep my own kids. Right. Till this day, I didn't know what I had, but now I know, honey, I had it all. Right. And when I start talking about that, mm-hmm. it makes me break down mm-hmm. <laughs> because... He was such a good husband, and uh, yeah, he he was just he was just a good husband. And as time went by, he I had my kids, but he always was there because he loved he loved kids. He mm-hmm. I wanted to see have you fed the kids, <laughs> stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was my love. Right. Yes, Frank Thomas was. <laughs> did he you, was. Did you have? Did you ever have any um? other aspirations that you wanted to do with your life or you just knew that you were like a mom that was your your des your life destiny to be a mother did you know that or did you or were you before you had your first child were you like i want to do i want to be a nurse i want to be this that's what i wanted to be a nurse a nurse okay. and, and and the funnest thing before i had kids i wasn't working at the nursing home mm-hmm. but the funnest thing the few a little while that I did work at the nursing home, I would put my white uniform on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would put my white uniform on and go out there because I just knew I was a nurse. Mm-hmm. And I love people. I still love people. Right. And I could go out there and help the people at the nursing home. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's what I really want to be. I wanted to be a nurse. Right. Uh huh. But it didn't happen. So. And then, and let me tell you, Kyrie, I had planned, uh, well, I can go out and do um, volunteer mm-hmm. and help, you know, work volunteer. Right. But I, I did it for uh, a little while. Mm-hmm. Then after a while, I started getting surgery, leg surgery, knee surgery and everything. And, and uh, well, I couldn't do that no more. No longer can I do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. So what do you think of, because a lot of women, you know, back in the day it used to be, you know, have a lot of kids, blah, blah, blah. But now I know a lot of women that's like, I, that don't want to have kids because it's going to interfere with their career aspirations. What do you think about that? Do you think that's a, I mean, that's not a bad thing, but what do you think about it? You know, the shift in how women think, like women nowadays are more career oriented you know, opposed to back in the day, you know, you used to be stay at home, blah, blah, blah. What do you think about that? I understand it, and I, I think it may be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I think you have your children. And, uh, well, let, let me tell you, a lot of the uh, the, the moms now, mm-hmm. they don't want to take the time to raise their own kids. Right. It, it's like grandmother going to raise you. Mm-hmm. But our kids need us. Definitely. Our kids need us. They need us as parents mm-hmm. to, to raise them and, and teach them right from wrong. Tell them or, or, or just what to do 
and how mm -hmm. most of all we need to teach our kids how to love. Mm -hmm. Because without that, it's not going to work out. No, that's where everything starts at. That's where it starts at. Mm -hmm. That's where it starts. And that's what the parents need to stop. You know, I can remember when my kids were small, when, we, when it was time to eat, you had to come to the table. Yeah, that's it. Go ahead. Yeah. You had, you had mm -hmm. to come to the table. Right. You had to sit to the table to eat. Mm -hmm. This is our time together. Even when Daddy was on the water, when he was on the ship, mm -hmm. you had to sit around this table, and this is where we eat at. Right. So this is our family time together. Mm -hmm. And I think the moms and daddies should see that their kids do it more. Right, because now, you know, everybody going to their room, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I always say, when I, you know, I have start my family that, you know, we definitely, everybody at the table, mm -hmm. you know, it just because that's how we grew up. You know, mm -hmm. we used to, on 7th Street, <laughs> we used to be like, we was like very close. And I wanted that for my kids because that's what, you know, me and my cousins, uh, you know, my siblings had growing up. Like we would share one burger, 12, split it 12 ways. Make a ca one can of one can of coke stretch between twelve people, mm -hmm. so you know we was very, 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 very close family. Still, is, still is. But I'm just saying, you know, growing up, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, yeah, um, they had to sit mm -hmm. to the table, mm -hmm. and, and 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 in the mornings, they had to get up and eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. You don't leave home without eating your breakfast. You had to have breakfast. Right. And, and I think the mamas should now give their kids more attention. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're going to do your homework. When you get home, you don't expect to go outside. Mm -hmm. It's homework time. Okay, you get through with your homework, you get through with your homework, you do your work. Mm -hmm. If there's enough time that you can go out and play for a little while, well, okay, go on out and you, in, you play outside. Mm -hmm. You don't get in the neighbor's yard. Mm -hmm. We don't touch our neighbor's yard. Street lights come on. It's time to come in the house. That's right. Mm -hmm. Tell us when, when the street lights come on, mm -hmm. you better be getting in this house. Right. Uh-huh. Now, you see 13-year-olds out there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's what you see out there trying to walk around after the boy. You better be in this well, house. That's what I always say. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of... You know, like my parents' generation, you know, they'll say, you know, something wrong with these kids these days. And I'm like, it's not the kids, it's the parenting. That's right. It's That's what parenting. it is. You know, kids go as they, you know, the Bible say, you know, raise a child, you know, as you want them to go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's the parenting that's different. It is the parenting. Because mm -hmm. the parenting, uh, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, look like they, uh, they want the kids to raise themselves. And after the kids get up, well, you come in the world as a child. Right, and, and and you and you need to somebody to uh, uh, teach you mm -hmm. how to be grown. I hear you know what I hear um, a lot of parents saying now, uh, so and so need to go to the military because mm -hmm. the military gonna make a man out of them. <laughs> well, if you haven't made a man out of your own son, mm -hmm. how can the military do it? Right. How can you expect the military to make a man? Oh, my son can't go to college because, oh, he needs to go in the service. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's the worst miss I ever heard of. <laughs> you know? Right. And uh, uh, my daughter needs to go in the military. Why? 
If you didn't make a man out of your child, if you didn't make a woman out of your child, how you think somebody else going to do it? All right. A better job than you. A better job than you. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I really hate having to ask you this question because well, I don't, I don't want to think about it. What? But what is your relationship with death? And I ask that because, you know, you lost your twin when y'all were 50-something. You've lost all your brothers except one. Mm -hmm. You've lost your mom. And so, you know, death has been like a reoccurring thing. Oh, you lost your husband. Mm -hmm. So now you're about to be 78 Mm -hmm. next month. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your relationship? Does it, does it scare you, or does are you at peace with it? Um, like what what is your relationship with it? Well, I don't know. I'm gonna just tell you what I feel about that. Mm-hmm. I think death is a way of life. Right. I think death comes, and, and this is what I think about it. Mm-hmm. I think that death is just a way to pass you through to get to the other side. Right. Now, I was thinking about that this morning. It's a funny thing. I was (laughs) thinking about that this morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, my brother died a sudden death. Mm -hmm. My twin, my twin brother. Right. Because he was well. Mm -hmm. Oh, he he just fell dead suddenly. Mm -hmm. Now, he wasn't sick. and when I heard about it, they called me, and, 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 and I had been worried about my brother all that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew something was going on with him. I didn't know what it was. I uh, I sent my, my, my baby brother to see about him. I said, you know, mm-hmm. his name was Edmund. I said, you know, Edmund and got out there and, and, and got hooked up with some drugs. I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And so I called my sister. I said, Viney. Have you seen uh, Bond? We used to call him Bonzo. Mm-hmm. So have you seen Bonzo? And she said, well, no, I haven't. Then later on during the day, she called me back. She said, Edna, uh, your old brother is here. Mm-hmm. He owed somebody $2. And he came and got my husband mm-hmm. to take him to pay these people. They are two dollars because he didn't have no job. I don't know where he got two dollars from. Mm-hmm. She said and he came to get me, uh, get my husband to take him to pay uh, this lady her two dollars. Mm-hmm. And he back now. He 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 went. He left. He went on. He walked on home because they live a couple of streets down. Mm-hmm. And so uh, later on that evening, well, I was okay then after she told me that. Later on that evening, uh, when I drove up to my house. Uh, uh, Kevin and Renee mm-hmm. met me to the car and they said mama come on let's go to the hospital so I said go to the hospital for what? Or I said oh what's going on with Edmund what done happened to my brother mm-hmm. and they said come on just let's go on to the hospital we got to the hospital I knew something was wrong with him because I had seen it that morning mm-hmm. I had worried about him that morning so much and so when I got to the hospital, my brother had them left. He just fell off the porch and fell dead. Wow. So what I think about death, I think death, some people say die a sudden death, mm-hmm. but I don't agree, agree with that. I think, well, uh, uh, Jesus said, 
I'm going to prepare a place for you. Mm-hmm. And I'll come back and receive you unto me. That means be prepared. Right. So I don't think uh, that you die without a warning. Mm-hmm. Because he left that word mm-hmm. and said, I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. And you be ready. So I think death is just a, 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 a breakthrough. Right. From one life to the next one. And I look forward to that life. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that life. <sighs> and I just Don't look, look forward too soon. I don't know whenever it comes. <laughs> and I think I got all my, my, my kids ready for it. Mm-hmm. Because when I, whenever I disappear from the sight, mm-hmm. I'm still in the heart. Right. I'm still right here with you. So are you, is there anything left for for Miss Edna Thomas to do. You've raised 10 children, raised, I don't even know how many grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, so if things were to end today, would you be at peace? Is there nothing else for you to do? I would be at peace. Mm-hmm. And I, fit, I did what God sent me here to do. Right. He sent me here, and he gave me the kids that he wanted me to have. Mm-hmm. One by one, I think it was a gift from God. He gave mm-hmm. them to me. He gave mm-hmm. me the ones that he wanted me to have, name by name and mm-hmm. everything. And uh, all of my great-grandchildren, he gave them to me. And I done live with them. I done live to see them. You know, I done live to see them. You're the oldest of all. Right. And uh, I live to see you. Be the main mm-hmm. that I had hoped you would be, mm-hmm. and I tell you, uh, I'm getting on you now. No, okay. I am so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Tell, like I told you, you have to pick my chest up. <laughs> I mean, I have to pick my chest up and throw it across the shoulder mm-hmm. to carry what I feel for you, mm-hmm. because when I see you doing stuff like uh, you just did. Mm-hmm. Gathering up enough money to help the needy moms to buy school clothes for their children. Mm -hmm. I don't know how any grandma could take that without shedding a tear. Mm -hmm. I am just overjoyed with the way you have carried your life. I told you, I said, honey, before I leave from here, I'm going to see you sit your mama down <laughs> because she's been such a hard worker. Mm-hmm. I used to watch her when you was a baby, the type of young woman she was. And uh, if I don't live to see the rest of it, I can live to say you are a young man mm-hmm. that loves everybody. Mm-hmm. And the love that I see you have for people, all oh, your teachers, mm-hmm. all the, uh, uh, the young people. They even come to you for advice. Mm-hmm. You advise your cousins and everything. Boy, you I just love you. <laughs> I love you too, Mama. And I'm so proud of you. <laughs> just know, it all comes back to you at the end of the day. Um, because, you know, that's what I grew up saying. Like, you was very always giving. You know, you never cooked food just for the people. You know, you always cook more than enough just in case somebody stopped by and want to eat. You know, you've mm-hmm. always been a very 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 giving person um whenever somebody like you people call me for advice people 
I grew up listening to you on the phone, giving people advice. Sometimes, you know, you had to be a little rough, but <laughs> nonetheless, you know, you were still giving advice and people would call you. And, you know, that's why they love you so much. And, you know, people still come by, you know, even my uncles and, you know, divorced wives, they still come over, you know, because they love they love you. So, you know, it all comes comes back to, to you at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like I said, when as as my sons bring their wives, well, you become my kid. Right. <laughs> that's the way I feel. Mm -hmm. You that you become my child, mm -hmm. and I love you. And 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 you know, I would hate to think of not being able to love people. Mm -hmm. That would be something that I I just I would have to I would hate. Right. If there was anybody could do me enough for me to not love them, well, I would get very, very uh, 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 concerned. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it's really a problem. Uh -huh. If Edna don't love you, you must be messed up. There's no, <laughs> way you can, there's no way you can stop me. Right. And I could tell you right now, you ain't big enough to stop me from loving you. How about that? That's what <laughs> life is all about. Right. Mm -hmm. um, lastly, for the young women watching... For your granddaughters, great-granddaughter, um, what advice would you give them through their journey in this life? My advice would be to do the best you can mm -hmm. to earn your respect. And uh, uh, say like Michelle, what, how did she say that? When, when they go low, when we go, go high. Low, you go high. Mm-hmm. And respect yourself. Right. If you respect yourself, then everybody else gonna respect you. And that's what I try. I want my younger my young granddaughters to do. Mm -hmm. I want them to live like young women, and and have respect for themselves. Uh, a man have to respect you mm -hmm. when they see you respecting yourself. Right. Mm hmm. And and that's that's the thing about my my uh, I have so much to say, honey, to my we have nothing my young adults. To talk. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much to say to my young girls. I mm -hmm. just love when they all gather around me. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, like I said, I got a birthday coming up on the 1st. September 1st. We accept gifts, uh, money orders, checks, all that. I don't want none of that. I got it all. <laughs> I don't have money, but I don't need it. Right. And I got clothes. Yeah, you got plenty but of clothes. What I want, what I, I would like, is to just, just for them, mm. because, uh, like I said, I, I'm getting old. I don't live my time. Mm -hmm. If God come give me now, get me now. Don't come get her now, Lord. But I ahead. done did my time. <laughs> and uh, uh, a Tori said, "Mama, you want us to have a, a birthday party for you? No, I want all my grandkids. Mm -hmm. I just want to see them all. That's it. Right." Now my kids can stay home. <laughs> <laughs> they can stay on, just the grandkids. Just send me my grandchildren and my great grandkids. Right. But uh, yeah, I love your boy. One last question. What baby? What would seventy-seven-year-old Edna look back and say to young Edna? What would 77 Edna look back and say to young Edna? Right. I did it all the right way. <laughs> <laughs> so what could I say? There you go. I, I, I probably would say now. Mm -hmm. 
finish high school mm -hmm. and, and get your education because God educated me. Right. Because he's right. the one. And, and uh, uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. Now, you all might need your education, but I didn't get one. And I ain't sorry. Yeah, but you're smarter than all of us. But I'm smarter than everybody. So. All of y'all. Because I, I, like I tell my kids, I dare you to think you're smarter than me. Mm -hmm. You might know reading, writing, arithmetic. <laughs> the three R's. Yeah, the three mm -hmm. R's. But let me tell you, you'll never have the common sense I got. <laughs> never. <laughs> you'll never be as smarter than I am, as right. I am. But anyway, uh, we'll do this again. We shall. Because, you know, we always talk. Well, yeah, that's why I had to get it on, on, on camera because you can bless other people like, you know, you bless me with our conversation. So, mm -hmm. yeah, just want to tell you that it's my honor to be your great-grandson. Like I said, you are the most amazing person I've known. Um, and I love you. I love you more, boy. All right. All right. I love you more. <laughs> that's it. Episode 13. Peace. <laughs> All right, Edna. That was a big mess. That was.